5021 David, we got a fender down and two GSWs to the chest. I need you to meet us at Molly's. <laughs> For the most powerful podcast on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Leroy Hawkins, and if you're not listening, you obviously ain't learning. Copy that. All sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Renewed. Uh, this was the best news. Always the best news. I mean, not that I had any doubt, but still, it never gets old. It really doesn't. And the fact that we didn't have to wait till like for another six weeks or, you know, five weeks till upfronts would be is really nice. I mean, I still feel like we waited a long time. We did, but we also been spoiled for the fact that we haven't had to worry about it for the last, you know, three years. True. So we haven't had to worry about it in a long time. Yeah, I definitely let out like it was was like a sports style. Like, yes, when I saw the text, I was like, score. Again, there was never any doubt, but it always feels good to see it. Well, and it was like, you know, yesterday there was a little bit of confusion because all the out or all the, you know, major uh, outlets and then the NBC press release said it was just one season because obviously it was all one Chicago shows and all the law and order shows got renewed. Yeah. But then Wolf Entertainment's website said that the one Chicago's had been renewed for two seasons. SVU had been renewed for two seasons and then law and order and organized crime were just one season, but then they changed it. So I don't know. An intern must've messed up or something. I don't know. But it is just one season across the board. I was a little surprised that it was just one season, but I think I think we definitely got spoiled by the three season renewal. But I also think this year there's a lot of factors going into it. I mean, there is um, obviously they don't know what the NBC doesn't know what they're going to do with their 10 o'clock hour yet. (laughs) They you know, there's two, you know, there's some strikes potentially going on, you know. That I think there's a lot of outside things that could have affected it this year. Right. Because, I mean, you know, the rumor had been going around that they were trying to get a multi-season deal done. And I feel like, so obviously the interest is there from both sides to, like, want to do more. I just feel like, you know, with the, t- they don't know what they want to do with the 10 p.m. hour and the strike that may or may not happen. I just feel like there's a lot of things going on that probably affected it. How can you even contemplate doing away with the 10 o'clock hour when Dick Wolf has two solid nights of programming on your network? Yeah. Well, because, and the thing is, is like, okay, so then what? Yeah, so you get rid of the 10 p.m. hour, which we've had this conversation before, but like, Mm -hmm. say you get rid of the 10 p.m. hour. What do you do? Just have PD and S, or what airs in the 10 o'clock hour on Thursdays? Is it organized crime? I think so. I shows how much I watch the Law and Order shows. I don't, but whatever airs in there, like, what do you do? Move them to other nights? Like, you don't cancel then like one third of your lineups either, just because you get rid of the 10 p.m. hour. Like, it doesn't. I I don't know what they're gonna do. Right, and I I don't know how it goes in the Law and Order universe, but in the Chicago universe, you cannot separate any of them. You can't have one without the other. It's all three. All three are a package deal. 
Yeah, especially now. And I mean, I feel like SVU, just because it's been going for so much longer on its own, I feel like it's maybe not as much of a package deal. Although, I mean, I don't know. I've literally never seen organized crime or law and order, period. But so I could just be speaking out of my ass here. But law and order existed by its, or SVU existed by itself for a long time. So I don't know. But is I, Law and Order that show that normal people who don't record a One Chicago podcast watch on Thursday nights? Yeah, what do I mean? I probably still wouldn't watch it anyway because that's when Station 19 is on and Good Trouble. But still, you say this like we get normal Thursdays that often. Yeah, only in the summer when there's no TV on. Right. We're not complaining. We love it. But yes, yeah. sometimes we also wonder what a normal Thursday looks like. Yeah. But I mean, regardless, super excited. I mean, not again, not that we had any doubt, but like. Always good. I thought and this, go ahead. Well, it's, I, um, it's worth noting, we did get the full season pickup because SVU and Law and & Order both got a full season pickup as well. Organized Crime got a 13 episode pickup. Yes. And it's kind of a mystery as to why. Um, I heard some rumblings that apparently the writers have a very specific plan for the next season and 13 orders fit that but i don't know but like i feel like that's not something like i feel like that's more of an nbc choice like and then like i don't know do the writers get to say like oh yeah we have this plan it would be perfect for 13 episodes and then nbc's just like yeah sure you can have 13 like i don't know that doesn't make a ton of sense in my mind like it seems like it would come from nbc first and be like okay, we're going to give you 22 or we're going to give you 13. And then you, the writers, have to figure out what you're going to do with it. Right. Who tells who what to do in a Dick Wolf scenario? Because usually it's the network telling the show what to do. But when it's a Dick Wolf show, is there any pull there? I I don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah. Um, I did think this quote that Dick Wolf had in like the press release and stuff was just kind of wild once you like hear it. Because he said, I'm pleased to continue my four decade relationship with universal and nbc seeing that first of all is just kind of crazy yeah for a decade and then he's like all six shows being picked up again is the ultimate accolade for incredible cast blah 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 blah. he said who and our loyal fans who've kept our nbc shows on the air for what will be a cumulative 84 seasons holy shit like what like who does that that's a lot of seasons like great obviously but like four decades 84 cumulative seasons like, what the fuck? Wow. That's like an entire lifetime. Literally. Of television. That's wild. Do you happen to remember, I rem- I, I know International got a two-season pickup. Did the other FBI's get a two-season pickup too? Yeah. Okay, so they're safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I still have to watch that crossover. I, haven't done I that still yet. have to watch most of International this season. I do want to watch the crossover too, but, and I may watch out of order. I don't care, but international has been good. Yeah. I've, I've really, I've fallen off with regular FBI and I never really gave most wanted time a day, uh, but international is my jam and it's good. got to catch up before Derek comes on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. So we can grill him for the last time. I know. It's so weird. Yeah. Mm, sad. So a weird note to end the news on especially when we got renewed so we're i'm, I'm thrilled you're not getting I mean, rid of yeah. us i mean yeah not that yeah. you ever were but no. you know no when the shows get renewed we basically get renewed too so yeah 
But even if they were to ever get canceled, I mean, we still have content to do. We still have old episodes to finish. So, like, oh, even yeah. if they were to ever get canceled, which knock on wood that they never will, but <laughs> there's still plenty of content out there for us. Now, the Chicago's are going to be like SVU and the same. I really uh, think the they Simpsons are, though. SNL. Yeah, they're I never really gonna think they're going to all. I mean, I maybe they'll end, you know, season 30 or something. But, like, I really think at this point they're just going to keep going. Yeah. They yep. didn't cancel them after one season, like Justice, and like it. What, like, why, why would you cancel them? Justice was a whole different beast, though. I know. We should do more Justice episodes just to hate watch them. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Ooh, what if we did one with me, you, and Lauren, and then like we did it drunky? That would be fun. Well, I can't get drunk anymore, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That might be fun. But yeah, you guys can get drunk. <laughs> Justice was just such a disaster. I know. That's why I got canceled. When did so Dick Wolf bad. shows get canceled? Very I mean, rarely. Are, weren't there like a bunch of variations of Law and Order back in the day? There was like an LA one and like other ones that got canceled. Right. But very rarely do Dick yeah. Wolf shows get canceled. Yeah, true. It has to be like a level of bad yeah true very true anyway before we jump into the episode which is chicago med season two episode 12 called mirror 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 aka the one with the guy with the gun up his ass i had forgotten everything about this episode i actually liked it once i watched it but i literally was like i have no recollection of this episode at all me neither me neither none Season two, I feel like was a fever dream. Season two of Med. Cause like, I think we blocked a lot of it out. I also think there's episodes I just didn't watch. <laughs> like I honestly think Med in season two, because that was my first season watching live. Like I think I, I think I skipped some Med episodes that year. Cause I have no recollection of this whatsoever. This was the point where Med and Fire were on the same night, but PD wasn't right. I think Med and Fire were Tuesday and then PD was Wednesday. I thought they were all different nights. They might have all been different nights. I think they were. I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, this was a long time ago. Yeah, I was still in college then. Like, that was my senior year of college, which is crazy to think about. But, yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But I I think I I don't think I legitimately ever saw this episode. But I'm glad I have now. I, I don't. There's a good chunk of season two that I just straight up don't remember. Yeah, it's like that middle chunk, because I definitely remember the end, like when Papa Halstead comes back in and like the Jay, Natalie, Will stuff, that's a whole, you know, and like the end, like I definitely remember like the last like four episodes and then the beginning and then the panda, but then I don't remember much else what happened in the middle. This is the season when Dr. Charles gets shot at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I, I really do the next season is the one we covered. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. We only don't have never covered two seasons of Med. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't remember a big chunk of the season. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we went back to this one. So, when we said this was the one we were covering, Connor, um, script coordinator at Chicago Med, Connor, he told us that there was somebody to be on the lookout for. And I'm pulling that tweet back up now just yes. to make sure that did we did you pick up on it? I think I did. Okay. I picked up, I know who it is. You may notice a character in this episode in their second appearance who made an impactful return later in the series. 
Was it Lonnie? Yeah. Okay, good. Whew, caught it. I went back because before he even tweeted it, I already figured that out. And I went back to like, look it up and it is her. I did okay. not remember that at all. Okay. Yeah. So yes, it is. Um, Unless he's I, talking about someone else and I definitely did not pick up on it, but yeah, it's Lonnie. Yeah, I I didn't, I mean, I'm glad this I caught it. It was her last appearance. I looked her up on MDD, IMDB. She appeared in an episode, like, I think it was 208 maybe. So like mm-hmm. a few episodes before this, then this one. And then she's literally not back until season seven. Wow. And I was like, okay. I like it though. Yeah. Keeping us on our toes. Yeah. So, yeah, before we jump into this episode, we wanted to do a little TV roundup just because we both finished the same series and haven't had the chance to talk about it. Um, So we thought we would save it for you. So um, both of us watched The Night Agent in recent weeks. Um, I watched it in recent weeks. Bryna blew through all of it this past weekend. Um, I did. And I like bitch pass you. Yeah. you. And I knew you were going to do it. I I called it immediately. I think this is like the third or fourth time you started a series and then I finished it before you. Okay. But wait a second. Wait a second. In my own defense, I was traveling this past weekend. True. No, I know. But you also started it like days before me. I know. But, you know, Charlie and I don't have the same taste in TV. So I've got to like find times to pull away. No, I know. But yeah, this is like the third or fourth time where you've like started something. You're like, you need to watch it. And I'm like, okay. And then I watch it and I like zoom past you. I know you did that with The Rookie. What other shows did you do that with? I I'm can't pretty remember. sure I did it with The Boys too. You probably did. That sounds about right. Because I remember you telling me you were like, I zoomed past you because I was using your Amazon at that point. And you were like, oh yeah, I didn't realize I, you were thinking, you were like, oh yeah, I haven't watched this episode. How is it already like played? And I was like, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I was traveling this past weekend, so no fair. Um, but I did use both flights to finish. Um, I, I mean this, I always knew this was going to be my kind of show. It's a government whodunit. It's both like, it's two of my favorite things, you know, like government conspiracy and, and a whodunit. They're they're two of my favorites. I knew I was going to love it, but I I loved it more than I thought I would. I really enjoyed it. It was very good. It very much. There were a lot of twists and turns that I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Very book talky, right? <laughs> I, I mean, in the beginning. You, I see why you say that. But for me, it was not, like, I thought when you were like, oh, it's book talky. And in the beginning, I was like, okay, I kind of see what she says. it, And I thought there was going to be more to that romance. I mean, it, there is something that happens, but like, there's not like a, it's not like a huge focus. There's, yeah, there's a break in the action. Yeah, it's there. And then it's like, okay, I'll be curious to see though, because they got renewed for season two. Mm-hmm. So like, and there's no other book, because obviously this first season is based on the book and there's no second book. So whatever they do is whatever the writers are going to come up with. Man, um. Everything, everything is based on a book these days. Like every single thing is based on a book or a comic or yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. The book talky element of it. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the t- the book portion of TikTok where people just love on, you know, romance novels and different tropes in there. I'm not part of book talk. I'm like book talk adjacent. Cause I don't really read Brenna and Lauren and all of our other friends do. I don't. Uh, yeah. But I feel like I have a good grasp on like what book talk is and what the tropes are. 
I could be wrong. But not everything on Book Talk is that great either. Like Book Talk hypes up a lot of things that, you know, personally, I don't think are that great or I think are very overhyped. Okay. Like? I don't, I mean, like they're obsessed with like, I know, for example, The Deal by L. Kennedy. So um, Kim was just literally talking about in our group chat. And like, it's good, but like people are like, oh my God, this is the greatest book ever. And I'm like, I don't think it's, I mean, it's good, but I don't think it's like the most amazing book I've ever read. Hmm. That's just the first one that comes up ahead. I'm not like super on book talk, but I do think that some of their things are like overhyped. You're not even on TikTok. I send you all the ones I find. Very rarely am I on TikTok. And it's only if I send you one. Yeah, I'm honestly probably more on reels mostly because then it's like influenced by like what I follow on Instagram. So like I'm probably on reels more than anything. Like I feel like I scroll reels more than anything. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I had never seen Gabriel Basso in anything before this. He's awesome. He's super hot. <laughs> that too. Not gonna lie. He's just like that was literally my first thought. I was like, damn. He's I mean, hot. I definitely thought it, but I'm sure he's probably a fetus, so I didn't really want to say it. Let's see. How old is the man? I know. Who can Google it first? Uh, oh, he's 28. He's not that much of a fetus. Okay. No, I'm about to be 28. That's not that you much. Are. No, I didn't really recognize them, though. I don't, you know, I didn't personally really recognize him in any, remember him from anything um, that, you know, he's been in some things, but I think this was his big thing. Um, I saw that he was in iCarly, but it might have been like a minor thing, another show that I was a little too old for. Yeah, it was like a one role. I personally don't really remember it, but... Oh, I'm scrolling through now. Let's yeah. see. He was in Hillbilly Elegy, but I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, film. He was in one episode of The Middle. Okay. I Carly, yeah, one episode. That's what I'm saying. He's in like one episode of things. And The Big C, which I don't know what that is. Oh. Oh, he was in 40 episodes of that? Dang. That was a, I think that was an HBO show. It had Oliver Platt in it. How have we not seen it? <laughs> of course it had Oliver Platt in it. Everything has Oliver Platt in it. And Laura Linney. Maybe we should do an episode on that this summer. Let's do it. I'm down. It's four seasons. Oh, he was a main role in all four seasons. Okay, so we can watch. Of course he was. But yes, we definitely should. No, Um, both of them were. Gabriel and Oliver. Oh. Oh. Oh, Gabriel plays Oliver's son. Okay, this is even better. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. There we go. Got it. Okay. We're done. Yep. You guys will get an episode on this later on. Well, yes. maybe we'll save it for our patrons, but yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Susan Sarandon's in it. Oh man, just Elba is in four episodes. Yeah, Cynthia Nixon, Brian Cox, Alan Eight. Like damn, this recurring cast is uh pretty good. Um, Alan Alda was what's his name in the West Wing, not Santos, but the other one. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Oh, why do you have to ask me that? Because you know everything usually. The West Wing. Now you have me looking at that. Nobody Vinic. remembers it. Oh, yes, Vinick. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm always on my West Wing bullshit. Always. It's the best show. But, okay, cool. Well, thanks to Google, we have our next uh, patron bonus episode planned. Yep. Yeah. Um, I liked how they kept us on our toes about far. 
Like we never, yeah. like first she was good, then she was bad, then she was good again, then she was bad again. Um, and it, I and think then it, she's somehow still alive. And yes. was like, is she going to be good again now? Or is she going to be, you know, who knows? Yeah, it definitely kept us on our toes. And then also, I think that last episode sparks a really interesting debate because she got suckered into this and ended up doing what she did to protect the president. In some weird, sick, twisted way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it's definitely a weird, sick, twisted way. But, you know, when the VP basically said, if this goes through, I mean, she's going to be screwed. You've got to help me cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did she, did she do the right thing? Did she do the wrong thing? I mean, I think the right thing would probably have been to like blow the whistle on the VP. Yeah. That's, I mean, that probably would have taken the president under two because she picked the VP, but. But I think that scandal is way less of a blowback than, you know, obviously what it became. But um, the other thing that I really liked what they did is because I remember texting you like the way they started the VP storyline, like with Mm -hmm. the daughter. I was like, where the fuck? Like, why are they introducing the storyline? Where the fuck is this going? I don't know. I really liked how they then like tied it all back in. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, it's really good. It's really, really good. And I, I liked Chelsea, uh, the Secret Service agent. I liked her. Yeah, I liked her. Um, I forget the other guy's name. The, the one that died. DB. Yeah. Um, I like. I ended up liking the daughter too. Like I, I really liked how they tied it all back in. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was very clever. But yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I think season two. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in season two, especially if he's going to be a night agent now. That's going to be good. Yeah. Well, at this point, it's going to be like another year and a half probably before we get it. And I'm just like, that's the only problem with these things. I'm like, yay, it got renewed, but like, boo, because we have to wait. I know. I know. I want it like three months from now. Oh, same, same. I did see that the night agent officially knocked Ginny and Georgia out of the top 10 of like all time shows. Oh, really? I still haven't finished Ginny and Georgia season two. I haven't started it because I heard it was so bad. I mean, I've heard some people say it was fine, but, like, I just haven't finished it yet. Mm -hmm. I think I got, like, two or three episodes in. I am in such a weird place with TV right now because I'm not feeling the urge to binge anything. Like, after The Night Agent, yes, I'm going to start Timeless. Put the pitchforks down, patrons. I'm going to start (laughs) it. Put the pitchforks down. Um, Yeah, so I am going to start that because I promised the patrons I would. And then after that, I'm like, I don't really know what to watch I'm just well, kind of like, so oh. I started manifest because they announced that they're gonna do the final part like the final I don't want to call it season but it's really like you know 4b mm-hmm. which is gonna be the final part um at ATX and I was like and I had started manifest and I like I got like five or six episodes in and then just put it down because there was other things that I was trying to watch and I was like you know what okay fine I'm gonna like you know, it's coming to ATX, like, I'm gonna finish it, and I'm gonna watch it, and it's very good, I'm very much enjoying it. Maybe I'll start that just so we can binge it together, and I do love Josh Dallas. It's, I'm very much enjoying it. I can see why, though, like, to me, because obviously the first three seasons were, um, NBC, and then it got canceled, and then it moved to Netflix for four, Mm -hmm. I actually think it probably fits better as like a binging thing anyway. Like I I finished season one. I've just started season two. And like, I can't really imagine it being a network show. Interesting. Like, it seems like it fits more. It's also a little weird because it's like, you know, kind of sci-fi. And I'm like, 
I don't know. It just seems like it fits more of a bingey Netflixy style. But anyway, but it's very good. I'm very much enjoying it. I'm excited. Maybe. I'm excited okay. to see it at ATX. So but I'm just excited to go to ATX. Yeah. I'm actually really excited for ATX year. I know a lot of people said like they're not, or you know, some of our friends are like, I don't know how I feel about it, especially because the price increase. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm already, even though they don't have a full lineup at all, I'm already way more excited for this year lineup wise than last year. Like last year for me, I was like, I, I really don't know if I thought it was worth the price. Hmm. But this year, I'm very excited for what they've announced so far. I mean, I just haven't been in four years. There's no way I was missing this one. Even if it's no shows that I watch, I'm still going. Yeah. So no, I know. Yeah. But yeah. So no patron shout outs. That's fine. Um, you know, if you ever see any news or anything, just send it to us. It's super helpful. We appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this episode, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so yeah, if, if we just say Chicago Med 212, you're just going to be like, okay, whatever. This is the one where the guy shoves the gun up his ass. I literally saw that in the episode description. And I was like, done. That's what we're yeah. covering. We're done. Yeah, yeah. And I'm such a child. Every single time Ethan was like, he's got something lodged in his rectum. I was like, <laughs> I'm a child. I would never last a day in the medical field. Yeah, but I actually, honestly, I ended up really liking this episode. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. And it reminded me of how much I miss Connor and Dr. Latham. Yeah. I definitely miss Connor. And I don't know. It was just, there were definitely things about it, it like that made me nostalgic. I was like, oh man, like, look at these cast of characters. I know. I know. Remember all these babies? When I also was like, oh, like, because obviously we're going to start with Will and Dr. Stoll. And I was like, oh yeah, Dr. Stoll. Like, I was oh like, my oh, God. Yeah. Dr. Stoll was like, Jack before Jack. He's like he's like he's Jack such an ass. Oh, he's, he's such an ass, but we'll get there. Yeah. No, he he's an absolute dick. And I I honestly don't remember too much of him outside of this episode. I remember like hearing his name a lot, but well, I don't he would remember... always just like pop up. Yeah. You know, he was around, but like now I'm like, what season did he leave? That's a good question. I'm gonna look that up while you're starting us off. Yeah. Okay. So we start the episode with Dr. Stoll filming some kind of promo. And I love, love, love how every single time one of these doctors has to get in front of a camera. And I mean the doctors, not the actors playing the doctors. I mean the doctors. Anytime they have to get in front of a camera, it is so awkward. And oh like they God. don't know how to act. They talk all weird. And it never fails. Every single time you get one of these doctors in front of a camera, it's just awkward. And I the love only, that. The only person is like now is like we've seen Croc, you know, like Crockett. Obviously, we saw recently with the documentary or, you know, whatever they called that that they were doing. Like Crockett is a natural. But yes, everyone else is like not that great. Yeah. So Dr. Soul's filming, he drops some like ridiculous quote from who knows what. And I know the, the minute he like recited the quote, I was like, what? Like, what does that even mean? Uh, so yeah, like he walks off and Maggie's like, hmm, star is born. Mm. So Will gets a patient named Jason and his heart is racing. So they give him some meds to restart it and the monitor freaks out. And so he's like, April, like the leads are back backwards. What are you doing? She's like, no, they're fine. So before he can even get it out and say, I think he might have this, Dr. Stoll comes in and like, mansplains to another man you can do that did you know you can do that that can happen was he always as much of an ass 
I don't remember. Okay. So he was only his last episode is the four season four premiere. And then I was just looking, I was like, okay, well, when did Lanet come in? Lanet comes in at the end of three. So basic, but basically like Lanet is in four, five, six, and seven. So really we upgraded. Yeah. Because we got Lanik with the good hair. We haven't had Lanik in a se- two seasons either. I know. Lanik's last episode was seven one. Miss him. Yeah. And that but season he had the really good hair. But actually, though, Lanik with the good hair. Yep. But anyway, so we basically went from Stoll to Lanik. That's how that overlapped. Who was the doctor who died by suicide in Nina's season? That wasn't Stoll, was it? By suicide? Yeah. No. No, Stoll's alive in four. Nina's in this season. What season was that, though? That's two. That is two? Where the doctor dies, I think that's two. Okay. Yeah, because I almost was like, oh, we should cover that one. And I we already have I settled on this. On that episode? No, we haven't. I think we have. Oh man, show I need to go back and look at what we've covered. I thought you put the master list. I know, but I haven't looked at it in a while. No, I think we have because I feel like we covered it after something really tragic happened in the country. But really, you can just like that could really be any day these days. But actually, though, but actually, though, now I'm like going back to look at our like master. I'm like, just I'm just like doing research while you're talking. Yeah, you guys thought we were covering Med 212. Really, we're just fact checking everything we've ever done. Okay, so we covered, okay. 217, yes, because it each the main characters react to Dr. Wheeler's death. So, yes, we did. Wheeler, okay. Do you have the date on that that we covered it? um i will tell you it was 20 august 21st 2020 or august okay so it was we were probably i don't feel like something happened i feel like we were just looking for something we were just in our feels covid covid was happening covid yeah because covid that's why because covid Yeah. yeah Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but Will is, Will hasn't even had the time to spit out the answer yet. And Dr. Lanik comes in and like talks over him, which like, hi, Will, welcome to being a woman in corporate America. You mean Stoll? Yes. Who you, did said I say? Lannick. you said Lanik. Sorry, Dr. Lanik. I'm not trying to slander you. I actually. No, we miss like Lanik. We yeah, do like Lanik. Nate, come back. Yeah. Nate, come back, please. Okay. Let me try that again. Um, hey, Will, welcome to being a woman in corporate America because Dr. Stoll just doesn't even let him get the answer out. Can I tell you how many times this happens to me in a full week of work? This happens to me a like, <laughs> oh, like, I know five you, every time it day. happens, you text the group chat and you're like, fucking people. Uh, well, because I get so angry because I'm no, like, I know. if you would have just like shut up for a second, I could have told you the answer. But no, you had to hear yourself speak first. I. Yeah. We're good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let it all out, Gina. Let it all out. <laughs> I mean, no, literally, I take it all to the group chat when it happens. Um, yeah. But this literally happens to me like five to ten times a day, and it's maddening. Uh, yeah. So Dr. Stoll is like, he's got a sinus infection. He's got bad sinus pain and a fever, and that's all it is. And the patient's like, no, but the sinus pain is really bad. 
And so Will takes a look and Will's like, there's like a little bit of swelling on his eye. I think we should do this and like pull an x-ray. And Dr. Stoll's like, yeah, no, we're just going to load him up with antibiotics and send him home. Which I feel like is kind of the motto for every ED in the country. Yeah. Did you skip a scene? Did I? About like going back that Will was voicing his concerns to Goodwin. I Oh, oh, I did. I did. I Which actually, she just I, like shuts him down. Yeah. And oh, I, I skipped like that whole last part about his patient with the racing heart. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got ahead of myself. Okay. Corporate rage. Uh, yeah. Just okay. Refocused, you know. We're good. Okay. Yeah. So the x ray on the, the other guy with the racing heart, the x ray proves that Will was right. And he's got, I, I think he said the word was like dextro cars. So basically his body is like inverted. Yeah. All the so, important organs are on the wrong side of his body. Right. And it's like a mirror image. So his heart is on the right side, like all his vital organs, like his appendix is on the left side. It's all a mirror image of each other. Um, and yeah, and April's like, how often do you see this? And Will and Connor are like, never. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's an anomaly. So Will calls in Connor, which like, hi, Connor, I miss mm-hmm. you. I know. Connor, come home. But actually, though. <laughs> Every character who's ever left us, come home. Except for certain ones. Um, yeah. So, Roman, don't come home. Stay in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Will tries to voice his concerns to Goodwin. And, like, it. I mean, this is season two, right? So, like, she really hates him. And, like, there's no filter on it at all. She just, she's really in her, like, can't stand him era. Uh, Ms. Goodwin, if you have a second. You know, Dr. Lustig, there was a meeting last week uh, open to anyone who had concerns about the video. I don't recall seeing you there. I was not there. But... Dr. Stoll has assured me that the camera won't get in the way of us treating our patients, if that's your worry. <laughs> that's one of them, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm proud of this ED. I've assembled the finest staff in the city, and if even one patient decides to come here because they saw this video on our website, then I think it's well worth it. Don't you? Dr. Halstead, come around with me. Carry on. It's so, like, I know you're a will, like, but it's so good. Like, it's just one of those things where you're like, you can look how far they've come, but at the same time, like, watching this scene, I was just like, yes, good one, yes. Shut him down. It is my favorite thing in the world when she shuts people down. And I don't know why, but also on the flip side of that, I was with Will this episode and I couldn't tell. Yes, I was too. I mean, and I was also with Natalie too, which again, shocking, but like. Right. And I, I mean, this was season two, right? So all I, if, if you ask, you know, 2023, Gina, looking back on the early seasons of Med, like what were my opinions? Well, I, I would always say, I'd be like, well, Will's being annoying. He's probably wrong as is Natalie. And she's going rogue and doing stuff. But I don't know if, I don't know if I was with Will when I originally watched the episode, if I had originally watched the episode, cause again, season two is kind of a blur, but 2023 me, I was like, fuck yeah, Will, I'm totally in agreement with you here. Yeah. I agree, but I think we can only say that because we see where we are now at the end of season eight. And like, we can appreciate, you know, when Will had his moments, his good moments in early seasons, we can appreciate them more because we see where Will is at now with his career. Yeah. Yeah. I did just think it was funny though. Cause she just like shuts him down. And I was just like, yes. It's funny. It's really funny. It's even better how she shuts him down later. Um, yeah. 
when like she asked him the question and immediately he's like no 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 I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like yes it's so good just just sit down and take it well just take it oh god just like put your head down and be like yes ma'am yes ma'am just yeah. you're screwed yeah so uh yeah and dr soul is like we're just gonna give him a z-pack and send him home which like okay z-packs are brutal that's not like- yeah on the second patient oh fuck right okay i'm doing it again i'm totally <laughs> okay two patients two patients this is good this is yeah. good okay so now we're not talking about the guy with the racing heart we've shifted there's another patient and he's got sinus issues he's the one with the swelling under his eye yes okay yeah and so basically it was like there's swelling we should get an x-ray and dr stoll's like nah we're just like you're being ridiculous let's just send him home and give him a z-pack or whatever so will baby will like our, our our little troublemaker that he is he waits until stole is out of earshot and then immediately goes to maggie and orders the cbc behind his back not surprised that's my william will could st- will still doing will things will doing will things yeah. this is something he would still do today though yes i was just like at least it's not illegal shit <laughs> i can handle him going behind someone's back to get a test like a medical test but like as long as he's not doing illegal shit i can like support it yeah which most weeks in the early seasons it was illegal shit oh yeah especially season two. Oh yeah oh yeah because that was in the prime of the dnr <laughs> um i came across a tiktok the other day where like people will it, it's weird on tiktok it's such a time suck but people will take clips from like medical shows and stuff and they'll duet it with a video of like random shit like slime making or soap cutting whatever and it comes up in my timeline because obviously all the chicago stuff comes up and it was the one where natalie locked herself in the room with the patient oh and it, with, just, what was it duetted with like slime. soap cutting or slime making or something i don't know i was just That's like hysterical. i came across it and i was just like i think this is that episode and it was and i just was like this is even worse than i remember it it's even worse that it's making its rounds on tiktok like that scene of all things right right uh yeah so yeah we'll get to the cbc and and will is right because the guy's white count is like through the roof and so i think what will does here is smart okay everybody shits on him for it but i think it's smart so stole wouldn't listen to him right so he did what he had to do to get stole to pay attention he got the CBC. Now he's got his proof, but now he needs to incentivize Stoll to say, hey, we need to follow through. So he gets the release signed. I think the only thing, I think where people would potentially be against it, and I'm not like totally mad at him for doing this, but I think the reason people are against would be against it is because it has to do with like, he's kind of cornering his patient. It's like, you know, oh, well, I mean, which the patient doesn't really know this, but it's basically like the patient's not going to get treatment if you don't sign the release. And he's kind of left the patient with no choice but to sign the release. I mean, he, he didn't really tell him that he was. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. The patient doesn't it. really know that that's what that is. And that's what he's signing. But like Will knows that really that's, I mean, granted, Will's trying to do what he can to help the patient. But mm-hmm. I think that's where it is. It's like Will kind of cornered his patient into basically signing the release. So you could order, or you could argue that this was slightly illegal in the sense that the release would have been void because he kind of signed it under duress. Yeah, I mean, granted, he didn't though, because it's not like Will was saying, "Hey, you have to do this." You know, you have to like Will just said, yeah. "Hey, will you sign the release?" But I think what Goodwin's point later on too is that like there were other ways, like he could have gone to Goodwin and like you know said what you know 
said what Dr. Soul wasn't doing. Like there were other ways I think around it. You really think she would have listened to him? Oh, well, that's a different topic, but like. She wouldn't have. She hated him up until the season with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Hooper. Oh, season seven. She hated him up until that point. So last year. Pretty much. Yeah. Wait, was the Cooper stuff last season? 21-22, yeah. That feels like it was like eons ago. <laughs> no, it was last season. His name was Cooper, right? Wasn't it Matt Cooper? Yeah, Cooper, yeah. Michael Rady's character? Yeah. Because Dylan and... Um, what is Kristen's character's name? Stevie. Yeah, Stevie were there. That feels like it was like a million years ago. <laughs> last season. Man. what do you mean granted last season at this point was like 21 22 so like it's you know it's been more than a year but yeah that all feels like another lifetime ago damn uh but i season two will goodwin absolutely would not have listened to she basically would have said get the fuck out of my office in network terms and granted i listen they still disagreed and i still don't think she had but like i think this is one of those instances where if he had gone to her Maybe she has a little more respect for him for like actually going to her. He just fucking did a DNR. He disobeyed that. So she already doesn't think that great of him. But if he actually went to her instead of doing something like this, that's kind of shady behind people's backs, then maybe she has a little, I'm not saying she gains all her respect back for him, but like, she probably is like, maybe he actually does know how to listen now. Maybe he can follow the rules. Uh, Um. Again, I would, I'm not saying it think it changes her opinion and makes her think he, he's the best doctor to ever enter meds doors, but like still. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that was there there are other options than being like, hey, you have, you know, would you sign this release? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like, which is kind of what he did. True. True. I yeah, I, I just I don't think either I don't think Stoll or Goodwin would have listened to him. I or. Well, Soul um, definitely wouldn't have listened to him. He already tried that. Yeah. But Goodwin. Eh, and, and and I don't I, I don't want you guys coming for me being like, you just think Goodwin hates Will for no reason. No, no. She had reason. She absolutely had reason. Well, His and track this record is like, spoke for itself. I'm trying to remember, or was DNR season one? It was no, the I'm end not... of season one. Jesus. Where did the time fucking go? Yeah, it was the end of season one. And then he got sued out the ass. And his malpractice insurance skyrocketed, so he was strapped for cash. Hold on. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. No, it's not the end of season one. That's like middle of season one. Is it? Well, season one was only like 16 episodes, wasn't it? 18, I think. 18? Yeah. I don't know. That, that, but that anyway, my point ago. is the DNRs already happened. So, yeah. Yeah, I just, I. I empathize with Will on this one, but also, I, you know, it's Will and never mind. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And, and, and Will presents Dr. Stoll with the release right in front of the camera guy. Um, and the camera guy is like, oh, good. We were looking for a story to follow. He's like, plus Will's hair really pops on camera. I was dying at that comment. He was like, it must be the red hair. And I was like, Yeah. One Chicago's favorite redhead. One Chicago's only redhead. Yes. Love it. Correct. Love it. Yep. 
So the patient comes back from his scan and is just hyping Will up. He's like, this is the best hospital in the city. Like, thank you for listening to me. Cause you know, usually people just kind of brush me off, which like, hi, that's still true in this day and age. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he does definitely kind of kiss ass to the camera about the hospital. He's like, med is the best place in the city, which like, bro, bro. Um, But yeah, so we'll get to the scan back. It is something called sinus opacification. And it's basically something called mucormycosis, which is a fancy word for a fungal infection of the brain. Yeah, that. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Like, I live with sinus pain on, like, a constant basis. I couldn't imagine this. No way. New fear unlocked. Thank you, Med. Yeah. And so... um, Will gets the results and he's like, I knew it. And Maggie, I can't tell that like, was Maggie being sarcastic here or was she hyping him up? Because like the minute he says that, she's like, you the man, Will. No, she says it sarcastically because she's like, yeah, you the man. But is this bad news? This is bad news for your patient, right? Like keeping focused that like, yeah, you've got it right. But also your patient is probably going to die. Take that as he was like gloating about the diagnosis. I took that as he was like, fuck yeah, stole, and you were just gonna brush over this guy. That was a little gloaty though. Uh, I, uh, I disagree, but I can't like it. We disagree, but I think it's like a little gloaty. I'm not saying he's like sitting here being like, I knew it, I'm the smartest doctor ever. I, I just, I. You know, he's not like that, but I think he's like, you know, just his tone is like a little bloaty. Well, that's what yeah. Maggie's trying, you know, it's like, because Will gets so hyped on like, okay, you know, I just want to make sure that I can get the patient, you know, that I can go behind Stoll's back, that Stoll's wrong and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that I knew what I was doing. And I think he gets maybe a little hyper-focused on that. And mm-hmm. it's like, but at the end of the day, this is not good news. Like, yes, you are right, but this is not something to be excited about. So I guess it begs the question, since it's season two, what were Will's intentions here? Was it to advocate for the patient or was it to prove stole wrong? Or was it a little bit of both? I think it's 60, 40, mm, 70, 30, maybe. I think it's 70% proving stole wrong and 30% the patient. The Will Halstead slander right now. Goodness. It's season two. It's yeah. season two. It's This is not season eight Will lenses. Like season two, Will was not great. He no. was a bit of a hot mess. Not a bit. He was a hot mess. Yeah. For a long time. I can't take off the Will colored glasses. I can't do it. I just. Again, I think it just appreciates how far we've come because the Will we have now, I definitely think would be like 90, 10, you know, like in this situation, I think it'd be 90% trying to do it for the patient's best interest and then like yeah stole he gets to beat stole up you know about this thing then that's just an extra bonus mm-hmm. but will in this season i don't i think it's more about stole and not as much about the patient which is why maggie makes that comment yeah that's true that's true so they go tell the patient the news it's not great so if it's bad enough that he needs surgery the surgery has something like a 90 percent mortality rate it's yeah really scary um And so at that point, the patient basically starts seizing. So after that, Will and Stoll, they go see Goodwin to argue about whether or not they should use the footage that was taken. The fungal infection is quite advanced. Okay, Mr. Mikulski's on his way up to the OR, and at this stage, 
He's not going to survive this. There's nothing we could have done. It was a bad, bad break. I don't see how we can use any of the footage we shot. I disagree. We couldn't have gotten a better endorsement for you or the hospital. His endorsement is meaningless. He just said what he thought we wanted to hear. Not to mention, we're exploiting him. Exploiting? He signed the release. What are we arguing about? He only did it because I convinced him to. I'm not sure he really wanted to sign the release. All right, let's... Let's give the patient a chance to rescind the release. What? Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Thank you, Ms. Goon. Dr. Halstead, you convinced him to sign the release, yet you led me to believe you objected to all of this. I felt I needed some ammo when I told Stoll I was ordering the scans. Aha. Uh -huh. So, in other words, you used the release to get your way. No, 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 no. Go talk to your patient, and we'll talk about your actions later. No, no, no. It's so good. I love when she shuts people What I love how there's, like, the whole conversation with, like, Will and Stoll, and then, like, Stoll leaves, and Will, like, or Goodwin gives it to Will further. <laughs> She's like, no, like, you basically, you shouldn't have done it. Like, it's just so good. She, like, basically yeah. doubles down on Will once Stoll leaves. Okay, but this is also, this is also dependent upon how you look at it, right? Because she's like, you pressured him into signing the release to get your way. Or he pressured him into the release to get the care he needed. Right, but he didn't present that. That's, I think, her argument is that she he didn't present it to the patient like that. As like, hey, if you don't film this release, I unfortunately can't help you. And it's and that's tricky. a different and that's a different circumstance. Yeah, and it's it's tricky because we didn't see the scene, we didn't get right, it. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But presumably, given what we know and the context around it, is that Will just said, "Hey, do you mind signing this release to be filmed?" Yeah. Not, "Hey, if you don't sign this release, we can't unfortunately give you the care that you need." Because well, Dr. there's an Stoll's interesting. Doctor Stoll's such an ass. There's an interesting moment back before um, when. When Will gets the release from Maggie, she says something interesting and she looks at him and she's like, for somebody who's always worried about money, you sure do put your job on the line a lot. Yeah. And Will's just kind of like, yep, it me. Yeah. I, like, why and what has changed that he's still willing to do that, but it's okay now. Or it's not, it's not that it's okay now, but like, it's more accepted now because will himself has changed yeah like in these beginning seasons will is just kind of like he still thinks he's this big shot you know he was once a plastic surgeon and blah 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 and you know oh yeah i i don't mind doing all this illegal shit i'll just ignore people's dnrs i'll just you know blah 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 like will didn't really care yeah. I think in these early seasons. And I just think after, you know, six years, he's just evolved and I think he cares now. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, and actually getting fired in what season six going into seven? Wait, say that again. Actually getting fired in season six going to seven or almost getting fired. Yes. I guess kind of opened his eyes of like, oh, wait a second. My actions really do have consequences. Well, and then all the Cooper stuff too. And mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I think that played a big part of it. Um, yeah, 
I just I think the stuff that he's gone through now has really shaped who he is as a doctor and the way he sees things, which you would hope it would after six years. Why was he why was he like this in the early seasons, though? I mean, this I, this is literally the, the the very first piece we ever collaborated on was the Halsteads and Headcanons thing where we talked about this. Yeah, but I think the thing is, is that like, remember, Will comes from like a plastic surgeon. I'm better than everyone. I make all this money background. Yeah, that's right. So I think that's part of it, which they literally never talk about anymore. No. <laughs> that he was was a plastic surgeon. But I digress. <laughs> like he it is canon. He was a plastic surgeon. And, you know, I think a lot of times the connotation and re- reputation of plastic surgeons is that like they're better than everyone else. They're just in it for the money. Plastics mm-hmm. isn't that hard, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I think that's just the reputation around plastics. Ooh, so really he was still adjusting to becoming an ED doctor. He Okay. All right. Maybe. I mean, I just think he comes from that mindset of like money, 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 you know. I, you know, we're not really doing, I I just, I think that's the mindset he comes from. There's a prequel fic I would read. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot in the Will prequel that would be interesting. Right. Obviously, remember you have college, you have the Stevie stuff that we know now about. Yeah. The, um, I can never think of the name, the guy, the serial rapist. Gregory Yates. The Greg Yates stuff happened while Will was at college, you know, in medical school. Like, there's so much that happens in the early Will days that, like, would be so interesting. Oh, my God. A Will Will Med School spinoff? I never knew I needed that until right now. Well, the only thing is that, like, Nick Gelfus couldn't play Will. No. Because then, obviously, you have early Jay. Like, there's so much. You have Steve, early Stevie. You have Greg Yates. Like, there's so much that happens in the Will prequel that would be really interesting. You need it. I'm just saying. Wow. I'm like thinking that through. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Right? I mean, yeah. And then obviously his transition into plastics. So. Yeah. And what makes him choose plastics? And then at what point does his mom die? What does that spur in him? Well, and then eventually it ends. The show, that show ends with Will deciding to come to Chicago. Oh my God. And like Will's perception of all of that. I think of like that would that that would get you at least like two to three seasons. Yeah, at least. Depending on when you start. Yeah. When you like pick the show up. But yeah. I want it. Go write it. But okay. Can't guarantee it's ever gonna see the light of day though. You're the one that likes to write likes to write scripts. Yeah, but at this at this rate, we were just talking about this with the night agent. Everything's gotta start off as a book. No, or it just is a reboot spinoff of a show. There is your Met. Met is already existing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need it. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, so after Goodwin is like, hey, Will, you fucked up again. Will goes to talk to the patient about rescinding the filming release. Oh, hey, Dr. Halstead, thanks for coming up. Oh, I look. <laughs> well, where's that camera guy? Hey, listen, about that. I'm sorry. This promo video has been a huge violation of your privacy. And I know you were hesitant to sign the release, so... You rip that up if you want, and we will not use any of the footage. Let me ask you a question, Dr. Halstead. Do I look familiar to you? 
I mean, from before today. I don't think so. Why? I recognize you. You sometimes park in that lot across the street. I worked there as an attendant. Almost 20 years now. Sorry, I never really paid attention. Oh, no, that's okay. I don't make much of an impression. I've had more than enough privacy for one person. So I'm okay having that violated now if it means I wasn't invisible to the very end. I just want my life to have meant something. This was so sad. <laughs> so sad. I was like, when he was talking about it, he was like, hey, Will, do you like recognize me? And Will's like, no, I don't. He's like, you park in the parking lot across the street. Like I've been the attendant there for like 20 years. And I, and then he's like talking about how, you know, he's like, at least I won't be invisible now. I was just like, oh my God. Uh. I don't even know this character. And I'm just like, oh my God. And then he, they like take him off the surgery and he's like basically going to die. Yeah, we never get closure on that, do we? No, we don't know if, but like 90% chance. I mean, I hope he was okay. 10%, but like. Yeah, but it's up to the white space, which is good in a way because, you know. No, I know. But it was just like, that was just so sad. He was talking, I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, you guys out there, I mean, if you have places and people like that that you frequent, I mean, make sure you appreciate everyone. I say this as a former Starbucks barista. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just take note. Be appreciative. Sure. That sure. poor guy. Felt bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that is baby William going rogue. Yeah. What what would we call this prequel? Oh, I don't know. I know. Send us suggestions. I'm so like intrigued. Because it can't be Chicago because it's not shut in Chicago. No, it would be in New York. Yeah. New York know. Med does not flow the same way. No. Well, I I would imagine I imagine you would probably have to name it after the hospital he does his like residency at and all that stuff. Oh. So intrigued. Anyway, <laughs> next up we've got Natalie and Dr. Charles. Natalie is a name I have not said in a very long time. We just mentioned it the other week. She got a mention, remember? 2 weeks is a long time. <laughs> True. <laughs> Take it away, Brenna. All right. So we start off, reminder, Natalie and Jeff Clark were together for a hot second in this season, and they are now broken up. Important context here. I don't even remember the breakup. Was it amicable? Yeah, I mean, I I honestly don't remember the breakup either, but they're talking about a patient in this beginning scene, and like, it's perfectly civil, so I think it's pretty amicable if I remember, I guess, I don't know. Cause like they're just they've just broken up and Maggie's just impressed that Natalie can like work alongside her ex and she's like, well yeah we were friends before this you know it's you know it's not like we had you know we didn't have any relationship before that and then have to find a new normal we can just go back to what our old normal was yeah, which is interesting. Um, but anyway, so she takes over Jeff's patient who is this woman who hit a, b- a patch of black eyes going to pick her daughter Ariel up from school. So Ariel's sitting there in the corner and, you know, at Natalie starts treating the mom's head laceration. And every time she does something, Ariel has pain in the same, you know, area. And the mom's like, well, this has been going on for a long time. Like, I really don't think Ariel's in pain. And Natalie's like, okay, well, you know, you need to get your head sewn up by plastics. So like, while you're waiting for them, 
I'll take her Ariel and I'll examine her since you're already here. So Natalie consults Dr. Charles. And I just thought it was funny because she's talking to Dr. Charles and Natalie's like, well, I'm predisposed to side with anyone against the mother. And I was like, you don't say Natalie. We know, Natalie. We, we know. know. <laughs> we know. But she's like, well, in this case, I think the mom might be right. And I was like, oh, well, that's very not like the Natalie we know. Yeah, this was this was a very a very much opposite episode to what we got at this point of the show. It's a very tame Natalie. Yeah, by yeah. Nat- by Natalie standards, I mean there's nothing really that crazy that Natalie does in this episode, like nothing at all. No. Um, but she, it was just funny because she's like, "I'm predisposed to side with anyone against the mother," and I was like, "We know, we got it, we know." <laughs> um, but so Dr. Charles agrees to talk to Ariel, and so Ariel's just talking about you know how she hates school, and she's like, you know, sometimes it feels like my feelings aren't my own. Um, so Natalie is you know finishing with the mom and the mom you know was asking about ariel and she's like well if you didn't find anything like i just want to get out of here and we're both being discharged as soon as possible but as they're walking out you know getting discharged ariel sees will's patient having the seizure so then she has the symptoms of that she doesn't actually have a seizure but she's mirroring the physical symptoms of a seizure so Dr. Charles comes up with a diagnosis. It is this thing called mirror touch synesthesia, which basically is causing Ariel to experience the physical sensations and the motions of people that she's interacting with. And there's no cure, but there is coping strategies they can try. Um, yeah. That is bananas that like there's an actual neurological explanation for it. Yeah. And so the mom has like kind of a weird reaction to the whole thing. She's like, you can tell she's emotional, but she like isn't really saying that much. So she just like walks out of their meeting with Dr. Charles and Adelaide to like take this call. And mm-hmm. Dr. Charles and Adelaide are just like, okay, then. Some people don't deal with emotions very well. Yeah. So Dr. Charles is like trying to start working with Ariel on some like visualization stuff, but so far it's not working. And I did think it was interesting, though, like Natalie has this one moment where she like looks back at Jeff kind of in one of those like long game, you know, things. And like, I can't remember. This is why we need to like rewatch some of these episodes faster because I don't remember what happened. Like, I remember obviously towards the end of season two is when you get the like Natalie J stuff. And then obviously it ends with more Natalie will like I remember that part but I don't think there was anything else between her that happens between her and Jeff so like this fact there's a longing look I was like okay I mean I think she felt bad because he got hurt which like more about that later no but this was like a pointed like oh remember we just broke we talked about the fact that we just broke up in the beginning of the episode and um now we're I'm having a longing look at you. I think there's a little more to it, but I just don't remember. I think that was kind of the end of it. I don't think anything else happened between this breakup and then Natalie and Jay stuff. Um, yeah, not that I, not that I remember. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so Ariel also mentions at this point that she just got, sad. she's like working with Dr. Charles and she mentions that she just got sad, but she doesn't know why. And then Natalie kind of has this light bulb moment and she realizes that she's probably feeling what her mom's feeling. So she goes and talks to the mom and, you know, the mom's just worried about the fact that she felt like she let her daughter down, that she's hurting her. And Natalie's just like, listen, like Ariel feels your feeling. So if you're sad, she's going to be sad. If it's happy, you know, if you're trying to be happy, then Ariel's going to be happy and it'll all work out. Okay. 
Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. But it's a very tame Natalie episode by Natalie standards. Yeah. Yeah. Very tame. Yeah. Very tame for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a wild one. Definitely a wild one. Um, mirror touch synesthesia. Weird. But also, can you imagine, like, I just think it's so funny that basically, like, the, the daughter is basically a tell for anything. Like, you couldn't get away with just being like, oh, I'm fine. Because, like, whatever you're actually feeling, she would feel. And that would be your tell. Yeah. Crazy. Man. So, elsewhere, we've got Reese and Ethan and Jeff. Now we're getting into gun up the butt territory. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a child. Um, yeah. So we start off the episode and Reese is in Dr. Richardson's office. Hello, Lonnie. Yeah. I did not, like you said, did not remember this at all. No, me neither. I had no recollection. And like, it's funny because we went through all of season seven talking about like Lonnie and we, how we didn't recognize her in anything. And then obviously she was in two episodes before. Like we had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and so Dr. Charles had recommended therapy to help her become a better psychiatrist. And you can tell that it was a good idea because Sarah cannot open up for the life of her. Yeah. Lonnie's like, it feels like you're auditing a class. Yeah. Yeah. And so Lonnie's like, you know what makes you better at this job? Being present, being honest, especially with yourself. And so she has Sarah like stand in front of the mirror and kind of talk about her insecurities and she won't do it. Yeah. She's like, oh, we're done now. Right. It's tough. I mean, that is, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Regardless of whether you're being going into psychiatry or not, like talking about yourself and your emotions and your feelings is not easy. No, it's really not. And it, it, it takes practice and you get better at it over time. So, mm-hmm. you know, for her to be, you know, 24, 25 at this point, and, you know, that's definitely some formative stuff that she's going through. For sure. Yeah. So they get a patient who insists that absolutely nothing's wrong, but he was found doubled over in pain at a gas station bathroom. And he's trying to be tough. He's like, I'm not in any pain, but also he's like cursing at Ethan. He's not being very nice. Ethan comes outside and Ethan's like, he's got something up his rectum. Jeff is like, what? Like, how the hell do you know that? And yeah, he's like, see how he's like taking his pressure off the rear end. Like he's giving us, you know, a lot of grief. He's embarrassed, all that stuff. So Jeff gets the x-ray and not only is it an object up there, it's a gun and it's a loaded gun. Yeah. He basically immediately shuts the door, calls in security. He's like, whoa. Yeah. We got a problem. Yep. So the guy's like, oh, I have no idea how it got there. Okay. You just slipped and fell and perfectly landed on a gun. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. So Dr. Choi and and Jeff, they're both like, this is not going to be easy to get out. Also, it's cocked, so it's ready to fire at any moment, which like there's no there's no way he that was intentional, right? Right? I don't know. I hope not. Who knows? I hope not, but yeah. So so if there's a live round in the gun, they're they're screwed. Um this is like the Grey's Anatomy uh bomb episode, like on steroids. Yeah. That one episode's crazy, but this one, I just, I still can't, I. What's worse, though, to have in your body, a grenade or a loaded gun? They're both bad. There is no worse. (laughs) If you have either one happening to you, then you're fucked. 
that you're having a really bad you're having day. a real good real bad no what, what i can't horrible no it? good very bad day yes that mm-hmm. yeah 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 so ethan's like okay why don't jeff and i do this because you know we've both got weapons experience in the military which like smart ethan that is yeah. smart so Reese is she's kind of desperate for a win at this point right like she just kind of she hit a wall in therapy and now she's like no no we're gonna go make up for this and do something right so she goes to Ethan there's a term for lodging something up your rectum that she uses in this scene and even like oh what yeah she's like what are you talking about yeah and so she basically is like well you're supposed to get a psychiatric evaluation Ethan's like yeah so it's a loaded gun so we don't really have time like we're skipping that step like I'm sorry not sorry read the room and the bulletproof vest Sarah yeah (laughs) um but yeah she's like no I want to talk to this guy first I want to evaluate evaluate him and see what's going on and so he basically admits that he tried to sneak a gun into jail for his cousin but he ran before he could go through the metal detector because the guy in front of him had beeped and they tackled him to the ground. Yeah. How fast are you running with a gun up there, bro? When the fact that, like, if this situation is true, that, like, your first thought is to, like, you ran. Like, why did you then stick it up your ass? I think it was already up his ass by the time he got to the metal detector. I, I just... I don't know. No, I mean, it's definitely not, this is definitely not a situation hey, you come across every day. Good job question. Yes, please do. <laughs> All right. Is it, the, if the gun is in your ass, isn't it still going to go off in the metal detector? Like, what about it sticking out of your ass? Like, isn't it still going to go off? It's in you. This is, because, no, but th- this is such a good question though, because like, if you, if you like people will smuggle drugs inside by swallowing it and that's no, not going to set anything off, but there's but metal in a gun. But yeah. The thing is, it's like a lot of times too, like after you have like a metal rod placed in your leg, if you like shatter it or things like that, a lot of times you have to get notes from your doctor just to carry around being like, Hey, I've had surgery, you know, I'm not, you know, there's nothing in there. It's just a metal rod, but like it can, those things can go off in metal detectors. Yeah, so really, this was not a well-thought-out plan. No, I mean, it's obviously a lie. I mean, we'll get there, but, like, still. Well, we never really get closure on that, No, though. we never get closure, but I think it's pretty obvious, and Sarah thinks it's pretty obvious that it's a lie. But regardless, even if it's not a lie, it's a very not well-thought-out plan. No. Because it's still probably going to go off even if it's in your ass. <laughs> Mita Somali's <laughs> out of context. Yeah. Can I tweet that with a hashtag overheard? Yes. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it right now. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just like, it was just something I thought, because like, it's still going to go off regard, or it's still, the metal detector's still going to go off. Yeah. If you yeah. ever find yourself in that situation, just don't put it in your ass. <laughs> Which is a really good rule of thumb in life in general. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a peach emoji here. There we go. Oh my goodness. Anyway. Recording out of context. We digress. We digress. Yeah. So basically the the guy that his dad shows up 
And now we put the procedure on hold because when the dad shows up, he's like, the fuck are we doing? And so the the son confesses and he's like, you didn't give them consent to take it out. Right. So the dad's like in favor of this and doesn't want them to remove the gun because I mean, I guess now it's evidence. Well, yeah. He, so basically Ray, the guy, like the patient committed a crime. And so now the only way for them to get the gun out is they have to secure a warrant, which is so weird when you like, you're like, I'm securing, I'm securing a warrant for evidence that is lodged in a patient's ass. Things I never thought I'd say. No, no. There's a comment in there about like, abortion legislation in the way it is right now and how like my state or florida would definitely go this far if it's a woman there's some sort of commentary in there unfortunately yeah yeah it's funny when it's a guy with a gun but you know when it's a woman trying to have rights over her body it's handmaid's tale shit yeah exactly yeah so they get the warrant for the gun which like that must have been a hell of a thing to explain to a judge I would have loved to have been like the judge's face in that moment, you know, be there to see the look on his face when he's like, I'm signing a warrant for what now? Yeah. Yeah. What's happening? Honestly, though, they probably see so much shit that they're just like, just another day. Like, this is just Monday. Also, going going back two seconds, back to this story that may or may not be true that Ray says. I guess, is it just illegal to bring a gun into the jail, even if you never like made it past this is that what's illegal like what is the actual crime that he committed well i think i think smuggling something to an inmate is a crime in and of itself right. but he didn't do like i guess the question is yeah he planned to do that but he didn't actually do that right he the, didn't actually give the gun to his cousin he the crime just, might have been just bringing the gun on jail property i was just curious if you knew if that like what part of that was illegal no, I, I ran like the wind out of criminal law. I was like, fuck this noise. Getting out of here. Um, because like, I understand if, yeah, if he got the gun, which he wouldn't be in the situation, but if he had given the gun to his cousin, then yeah, that's definitely, I understand that part. But I was just curious, like, what about what he actually did and successfully did, which is not much, is illegal. Maybe attempting to smuggle something into a prison is illegal to the Google. Um, yeah, to the Google. Maybe yeah. that's the illegal part. Um, it's got to be something like that. Like what, the attempt do, of. Yeah. What do I even Google here? Uh, <laughs> Chicago Med forever and always no, wrecking my search history. You Google attempt. I, why wouldn't you just Google attempted smuggle? I don't know. Gun into jail. I don't know. Into jail. Five arrested for attempting to smuggle drugs into jail. Okay, if you drugs. attempt it. But still, I feel like it's probably the same if it was a gun. Caught. Man tries to smuggle chicken wings into Georgia jail. Jesus. What do you call it when you sneak or smuggle drugs into jail? Okay, contraband smuggling. But let me... Weapons. Let's see what that comes up with. Smuggling contraband. Okay, so if that's the, now we need to look up the statute in Illinois, because of course my state is the first one that came up. Of course it is. Oh, wait, 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 I found the code, I found the code. Okay, let's see here. This is definition, so this is not the actual. 
Interference with a penal institution. Okay. Item of contraband means alcoholic liquor or cannabis. Okay. Knife, dagger, razor, stiletto. Mm -hmm. Or any other dangerous weapon or instrument of like character. Firearm. Okay, so firearms explicitly named here. So that's the crime is attempted smuggling. Okay. Which, I mean, makes sense if that, but I was just curious. But also all these searches come up with drugs. I mean, how often does someone try to smuggle a gun into a prison? Weapons, I'm sure, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure people try it enough, clearly. We're getting into like meet us at Molly's after dark territory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because then I'm trying to think about other weapons and I'm like, ow, ow, like. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they get the warrant for the gun, but Reese is like, dude, he's lying. There's no way. Like, he's lying. But also, there's no other story that could possibly make any sense. What? You mean um, about, like, what he... You think that what he actually said is true? It's the only story that even sounds remotely plausible. No, what she's... I mean, her argument is that he was trying to hurt himself. Because she notices, you know, that the self-harm oh, marks the on his arm. Yeah, yeah. the scars. So she, her argument is that, like, okay, he's already proven that he's harming himself. So why wouldn't he try? I mean, granted, I don't, you know, stick it up your ass. But my guess, he was trying to, like. Oh, well, so it was a suicide himself. attempt is what she's getting at. Uh-huh. Oh. And that's why she thinks he's lying about the jail thing. Because of the self-harm that she noticed earlier. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. That that has a whole other angle to it. Yeah. But, and we just don't know. We just don't know. So. No, we don't. I mean, well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So so they do the procedure and the gun goes off, which it's not supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to be funny, but it's, it's, it's funny. It's like, but also it's like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, no, we can do it safely in the ED. No, you were never going to do it safely. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so Jeff gets hit in the arm. I think he gets, like, shrapnel. I don't think he gets, like, shot shot, but... No, he gets shot shot. Okay, yeah. Well, another person having a horrible, no good, very bad day. As far as I know, I think he gets shot shot. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So the gun went off, and so that means it basically shot through his abdomen and then shot Jeff in the arm. So, uh -huh. I mean, look, this Ray guy, he was already having a bad day, and now it just got 10 times worse. Yeah, they're like, uh, no, you got to go to surgery uh, now. Yeah, yeah. So Reese goes to see him after surgery and she's like, look, I don't believe you. Uh, and he's like, I'm not afraid to go to jail. I'm not going to say anything. And so she gives him her card and basically says, like, we can keep talking. And we get this. I hear they're going to transfer you to the hospital at the county jail. I don't believe that story you told earlier. I know you thought it's what your father wanted to hear, but it would be a shame to go to jail for something you didn't do. I'm not afraid of going to jail. That secret you're holding on to just put a hole in your gut. If you don't open up, imagine what might happen next time. All you have to do is call and we can keep talking. 
You don't understand anything, do you? You want me to talk? Open up? And say what? That I'm some kind of freak? I'd rather go to jail. Forever. Well, and so what we were talking about earlier, I think this just confirms Reese's theory because he's so adamant. He's like, I don't want to open up. I don't want to talk. I don't want to do anything. He's like, I'd rather just go to jail. Like, he's so adamant that, like, jail's going to be better for him. And yeah. I feel like if he was really trying to, like, if the jail story was true, I, I just don't buy that he would be so adamant about, like, being okay with going to jail. That's a good point. And that really drives home the point to Sarah about the importance of opening up and right. expressing those insecurities. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now I feel really bad for laughing about the whole putting no the, gun, the, the, the gun in the ass is still funny like that incident of itself like isolated as an incident is still funny if we if we if we think if, if the jail story is true it's funny but even i i mean granted i you know it's still funny but it's just there is a more serious and that's what i didn't remember obviously i barely remember this episode but i didn't remember and especially when i see the episode description and i was picking out i was like gun in the ass i was like okay that's funny and then after i watched it i was like no there's actually a more serious component to that story yeah um because like the panda episode there's no real serious component to the panda episode no like the panda is just the panda or the storyline i should say yeah but Anyway, there's nothing funny about suicide and suicidal ideation and suicidal attempts. Absolutely nothing. It's something that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, Yeah. So just, you're never alone. It gets better. It's okay. Talk to someone. There are resources out there. There are so many resources out there. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing funny about that. I just want to make sure we're clear here. Um, just I the, the the premise of having a gun stuck up somebody's butt is funny, but yeah, if it's part of a suicide attempt, then that's a whole other issue. And I mean, granted, they know, and I think that's like they don't make it clear. Mm-hmm. It's just inferred, and that's what Reese is inferring is that it is was a potential suicide attempt, um, or that he was trying to harm himself. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he intent, you know, was intentionally trying to kill himself, we don't know either. But, um. Yeah, but we don't know. It just seems pretty obvious that it wasn't his first story was false. Yeah. Yep. So we cut to Reese back in Lonnie's office and she says the first thing that comes to mind, which is when he says, you don't understand anything, do you? That's her biggest insecurity is, you know, people doubting what she knows because she's still learning. Yeah. And I'm not usually one that's like a big Reese fan. I really am not a big Reese fan at all, but I really... I thought that moment was powerful. And because like in the beginning, when I started watching this, I was like, oh, I'm not looking forward to this Reese situation. Like, I don't know where it's going to take me, but I am not looking forward to it. And then by the end, I was like, no, that was actually like a very good storyline for her. Yeah. Yeah. She was like the way it all shaped out and that they like turned it, you know, they leaned into her, you know, tied her into the Jeff and Ethan stuff. Like I thought I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. It just yeah she was a very dry character in general i wonder what sarah is up to now like like do you do you think maybe she got out of medicine altogether Ooh, because i can I see can, that well especially after the stuff that happened with her dad then yeah i can definitely see it because remember that's basically how she leaves she's like yeah no 
I could see that. I could totally see her being like, I'm out of medicine. This is not. No, I definitely could see it. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. What did you think? I think I've asked you this before, but it's been so long since we've talked about it that I don't even remember. There was a good portion of the fandom that shipped her with Connor. No. <laughs> You're just like, absolutely not. No. I, it's because I don't care for Sarah. I don't like Sarah, really. I can, yeah, I can see it. I mean, would I pick Sarah over Ava? Uh, yeah, 10 times out of 10, but I know. Yeah. No, yeah. Not, Sarah is not a character for me, so therefore I don't ship her and Connor. She wasn't a character for me either, although I did love her and Noah. Yeah, they were cute. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But also I loved Noah, so. Yeah, it was yeah. a marathon, not a sprint. And then the marathon just ended, unfortunately. Ended. Yep. Yep. So then we've got Connor and Dr. Latham, which like both of you come home, please. Yeah, this, I mean, obviously I miss Connor a lot, but I was like, dang, like I would really enjoy Latham right about and some Latham right about now. I will never get over the way that we had Colin Donnell as part of the OC roster. And we were just kind of like, thank you next. Like what? Yeah. What? Yeah. He's incredible. He's so good. Jimmy, if you're listening, go Google him, would you please? <laughs> you have to Google him before you come on this podcast in like six weeks. Yes. 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 Yeah. This is an ongoing joke with Jimmy that he doesn't know who Connor, or not Connor Rhodes, he doesn't know who Colin Donnell is, which like, what? Yeah. I'm just going to be like, Jimmy, you have homework to do. Before. You gave us homework before we went on your podcast. This is your homework. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch him troll us and be like, I've known who he is the entire time. Actually, we work together. Like, watch him completely troll us. No. Um, also, if you haven't, go watch Irreverent on Peacock. Colin's so good. Mm-hmm. Just, I love him. Anyway, Brenda, take it away. All righty. So there's not a ton here, but there is some really important stuff. So Connor's talking to Dr. Latham. So basically Connor ends up taking over Will's first patient with the heart stuff. And Connor's talking to Dr. Latham and filling him in. And as Connor's talking about this and the procedure they potentially are going to do, Connor makes a comment about he what he says. He's like, once you situate your brain the right way and Latham immediately takes offense and is thinking that Connor's talking about him specifically. And Connor's like, no, I didn't mean you. I meant just, you know, suggest I, I just really meant like, you know, what someone, you know, situates their brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so Connor's kind of a little on edge at that point. And he basically suggests to Latham, he's like, I think we should do a dress rehearsal for this procedure so it can give them, a, you know, give them an idea of how to proceed, which is obviously something they don't use, do a lot often. But given the fact that everything's mirrored in this patient's body, they have to make sure that, you know, they're doing everything the right way. So during this dress rehearsal, Latham is really struggling like really struggling and Connor's doing his best to kind of keep things on track, but Latham ends up having an outburst and causing him to leave. Some of the nurses leave. It's, it's really not, it's not pretty. He doesn't just like have an outburst. He holds a tray at the nurse's head. Yeah. Yeah. He's lucky it wasn't worse, but yes, it's, it's really bad. The nurse, like the nurse like stormed out and I was like, fuck yeah, go go like I would be I would be very close to quitting my job if that happened to me yeah so Latham's basically demands that Dr. Charles comes to his office and 
he wants to go and undergo this thing called a TMS treatment, which I didn't get a chance to Google, um, in order to operate. And Dr. Charles basically is like, hell no. I've been staring at these scans all afternoon in a mirror trying to retrain my brain. It's not working. The TMS treatments have elicited a very positive response. They've made my brain more flexible, my thinking more supple. Perhaps if I had another treatment. Wait, you're saying you want to undergo a TMS treatment to prepare you to operate? Yes. I was going to talk to Dr. Whalen today, but she's unavailable. Yeah, well, she would tell you the same thing that I'm about to, which is no. Why not? You shouldn't do anything risky, let alone perform open-heart surgery. It would be derelict. Tell me then, what is the solution? Well, the solution is to realize that you don't have to carry all the weight on your shoulders. You have an excellent team. Rely on your team. Rely on Connor. No, I can't. I see the world differently now. The sarcasm, the hidden agendas. Even when my window is closed, I know they're there. I have no one to rely on now but myself. I think you'll find that that's not the case. It's like trying to cut your hair in front of a mirror. Left is right, right is left. Impossible. Left to right, right to left. Dr. Charles doesn't know, right? Like at this point, Connor's the only person that, well, in two seconds, Connor's the only person that knows. No, I think Dr. Charles does know as a psychiatrist. I don't remember. I mean, he's got to be if they're talking about the TMS treatment and it's something they've done before. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember. I think All Dr. Charles details knows. Are okay. Yeah. It would make more sense. Cause and so obviously Dr. Charles is like, you know, well, you got, there's a team, like you can rely on other people. Like it's not just you in there in this operation. So Connor goes to talk, try to smooth things over with the nurse who walked out that Latham threw a tray at. And, you know, the nurse just keeps talking about how Latham treats him like dirt. And, you know, she's already fed up and tired of it and blah, blah, blah. And Connor's like, well, yeah, but he always has the patient's best interest at heart. And we should too. This is not my favorite. What? Favorite line? It's uh, Connor basically defending Latham when he just did something really violent and like unacceptable. I'm not a fan of it because I think, and, and I'm not a fan of him trying to change her mind. That's a pet peeve of mine is when you make a decision and then people are like, well, but this, but that, no, no, just respect my decision. Stop trying to sway it. Respect my decision. Yeah. I mean, no, I know. And I mean, obviously I think Connor knows that like, they basically can't do the surgery though without, I guess this is like a top, you know, like they basically can't do it without her, which is why he tries to go and smooth things over. Um, but yeah, it's it's not, you know, I think Connor's found himself in a tough spot because he needs Latham, he needs the nurses, he can't defend what Latham did, but he also, you know, like he's just in the weird spot of like trying to defend Latham, but he doesn't want to, you know, it's just a weird spot for Connor to be in. I get it. I get it. But I also feel like he doesn't really validate the way she was disrespected. But again, it's season two. Yeah. So Latham is, of course, standing right behind Connor in this moment. And he's like, Connor, see me in my office. And then we get this conversation. Dr. Latham, I'm not sure how much of that you heard back there. I believe most of it. If I said anything that may have offended you, I'm sorry. Uh, I was only trying. There's something I should share with you. 
I have been recently diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder, Asperger's. Okay. I'm not revealing this to elicit sympathy from you or as a means to justify my behavior. I simply feel it might be beneficial for you to know. I think it might be. I am unable to discern whether you're being sarcastic or not. That's part of the disorder. It also makes it difficult for me to improvise from my set routine. I confess, I... I'm uneasy about the surgery we are about to perform. Can I rely on you to help me through it? I did appreciate though, and I think, but I think this kind of goes what you were saying though, and to the nurse is I appreciated how Latham to Connor was like, I have Asperger's. I'm not trying to defend my behavior. I'm not trying to do this. It's just yeah. important that you have the context. And I think, and granted, he, I don't think he was going to ever tell a random nurse who they're not close with, but mm-hmm. that's the conversation he needed to have with the nurse. Is like, yeah. I'm not apologized. I mean, I can't apologize for my behavior because it's not great. I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to do this, but I just for context and for future reference, you need to know this. I'd still and be I would agree to work with him again. No, I know because you don't know what's going to happen, but I think then she is in the place where she can make up her mind. Yeah. She has all the information. If she wants to work with him, then that is her choice and her right, you know, whatever. If she doesn't want to, then she, you know, also respect that. That's Because there's no real good way to apologize. I mean, you can apologize, but, you know, and she could accept it, but forgive and not forget. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think, I think that was something, again, it's a random nurse that we're never going to see again. So in context of the episode, it doesn't matter, but really in hindsight he should have had the conversation with the nurse too yeah absolutely but i also just love like obviously this is like connor and latham at their peak like they have this such this interesting dynamic and i just i really miss it in moments like this yeah definitely i just miss connor and i miss latham in general (sighs) both of you come home yeah um but they do the, I mean, so Connor and Latham do the surgery and Latham even in the middle of the surgery, like has a moment where kind of like what Dr. Charles was saying, like he leans on Connor and Connor's there. And it's just a very nice, like Connor doesn't have a God complex in any of these moments either, which is very nice and refreshing. It's just like Connor being there for his boss and, you know, his mentor. And it's just, it's just a very nice moment. This really is a very tame episode for season two. It really is. Yeah. I mean, they've got the kind of crazy situation with like the gun, but it's very tame. It ended up being way more tame than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be this like chaotic thing. Yeah. Um, but basically, so surgery went well. It's a success. It seems to be. We, we really don't get an answer on that, but it seems to be a success. Um, and so Connor tries to, after the surgery, Connor's like asking Latham if he, you know, if they he would join them at Molly's and Latham declines politely. He, you know, he declines saying bars aren't for him. But then at the end of the episode, he ends up showing up to Molly's and, you know, trying to at least be there and be around people. And, you know, which it was just such a cool, like, I really appreciated that. I thought that was a great way to end this. Yeah. Um, I like that last line. Cause Connor was like, you changed your mind. He's like, not yet, but I'm, learning. But I'm trying. Yeah. 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 And that's the best any of us can do. Yeah, and at first I was like, who are all these random people Connor's drinking with? And then I was like, oh, it's the nurses. It's the, like, you know, it's the anesthesiologist. Like, I was like, okay, that's a cool, you know. It was cool. 
I appreciate How that. do we become extras at Molly's? Like, I don't But actually, though, well, that was really just on um, fire because none of the other shows ever show Molly's anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. But I just also appreciated that, like, we got to see another show at Molly's because, again, we never see it anymore. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, that's the storyline and that's the episode. It's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah. That's about all we've got for today. So as usual, you know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Meet us at Molly's right across the board. Email us anytime about anything. Meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. Anything. It's a dark world out there, you guys. We realize that. So yeah, anything. Our inbox is open and it is a safe space. Mm-hmm. So, and if you ever share an opinion with us about the shows that you don't want us to read on Yeah, please pod, just let us know. Just let us know. Yeah. Just let us know. No problem at all. So, um, in the meantime, make sure you follow us on socials. Check the link in there to our Patreon page or Public page, all that good stuff. If you like the show, which we really hope you do, if you could leave us a rating and review, that would be great. We would really appreciate that. No idea what we're doing next week, if we're doing anything, because we are in hiatus. No idea. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. So in the meantime, everybody have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye.